This is my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville, 100.1 FM. Come on.
Every day I draw my bath and pray I will drown I step out my door and I take a deep breath Turn back inside and pray for my death Cause everyone is horrid except me and possibly you Let me tell you a tale to answer your query In Manchester the people were loyal and kind And I hated them So which was sedated them? They lacked subtlety and nuance I definitely knew once I was five There was no point to their lives Cause everyone is horrid except me And possibly you
of crossing rivers Justice for all and not just for some son Equality under your moon and sun Now what is to blame for the blaze, the spark or the flame Marley, lift our spirits, raise our voice here on My Friend's Place. Pretty much perfect song for a special Sunday edition of My Friend's Place as I'm recording live uh, noon to 2 p.m. on Sunday this week, which is obviously not my uh, normal time. Well, maybe not obviously. I guess it depends on how often you actually listen to the show. But uh, regardless, we'll get into uh, a little bit more of that in one second. But as always, I want to do a real quick rundown, which you heard in today's warm-up mix, uh, leading things off. This uh, song, <laughs> amazing, and you're going to hear it quite a few times in the coming weeks, I have a feeling. It's called uh, it's by Golden Dawn Orchestra called Phenomenal, and just some great disco vibes on that one. Uh, then 
Man, another really great song right after that one. We have the Go Team with POW channeling some really strong, strong like uh, 90s hip hop vibes. Uh, loved it. Uh, then some uh, Punk with Bruce Lee, BLT. After that, a parody song. Haven't played one in a while. So uh, this one's really appropriate because I'm a huge, huge Smiths and Morrissey fan. And The Simpsons recently did a Smiths slash Morrissey type episode. So they wrote a parody song. Um, not sure who actually who wrote it but i know it's off the simpsons soundtrack and it's called everyone is horrid except me and possibly you which might possibly be my favorite song title that i've seen in some time then do you love palindromes i do i think a lot of people do uh well then you probably like the song from max bloom called palindromes that that you officially called up to everything you've heard on a Sunday edition of My Friend's Place, and I'm really struggling. I keep looking down at the computer clock, and it says 1221. And I'm like, why is the computer clock so far off? Because I'm usually looking for 420. Not that 420, but like the time 420. So uh, it's weird to look down there and see 1222 on the clock. So um, it won't make any sense if you're listening on <laughs> Thursday or Friday this week. So uh, some great radio right there when really excluding two-thirds of your listeners. But anyway, um, that's where we are. So been off um, quite a bit recent weeks. I'll get into that in one second. But I uh, got to tell you, today coming in here pretty much turned into a perfect day coming to the Civic Media Center uh, studio. And um, before I go on anymore, I do really have to mention the Civic Media Center and how much we appreciate them hosting our studio here and all the great things they do for our community here in Gainesville. I don't say it nearly enough, and I just want to remind people that when you uh, see an event hosted by Civic Media Center, that basically it's hosted by WGOT, and we throw all our support in the world to them and, and their causes. Um, even if there's sometimes I don't necessarily agree politically with what they're doing, um, overall they do a wonderful uh, job and a lot of good for um, Elatural County and Gainesville, especially recently with their the grocery store they've had opened here. So um, shout out to Civic Media Center, but it was a perfect day because I was already running late, which is uh, nothing special. Uh, I got to the studio and um, was kind of expecting things to go really, really slow because we use really, really old computers. But everything was ready to go. So shout out to Doug and Fred and anyone else that's been using the studio in my absence because that is the fastest I got the show started. Usually um, startup time is about 10 minutes. Today it was like two minutes, which gave me enough time to uh, make a quick run uh, about 500 feet to the north uh, northwest where there's a very small convenience store and picked up a, a nice little uh, four-pack of red rockets, which I'm enjoying right now. So hopefully somewhere you're enjoying a, a beverage or two, as long as you're not driving, that is. Anyway, so I've been out a lot recently, kind of turned the show, both of my shows, Cramble Mix Show and My Friends Place, into bi-weekly episodes. Um, just a lot of like work demands. And then uh, more recently, um, my daughter uh, decided she was going to play soccer this year. And, of course, of all the <laughs> luck and all the amazing times, her soccer matches are at 5.30 on Thursday evenings, which is almost smack dab in the middle of my friend's place. So I've been out the last couple of weeks watching her play soccer, and it's been a lot of fun. And so happy last week she finally got her first goal, so I was super excited for that. She'd had a couple scoring chances before, and I, I got to be honest, I was beginning to doubt 
whether she was going to get a goal this season or not. So I was super happy when she uh, knocked one in last week. And uh, surprisingly, the games are a lot lower score than I lower scoring than I expected um, for her age level, which is first grade. Um, but they also use pretty small nets, so I think kind of offsets um, the amount of goals I thought were going to be scored. I was expecting scores of like. 12 to 10 and it's more like like actual soccer uh, scores because last week um the one that she put in the net actually tied the game up and it was a 3-3 tie so very interesting going out there and watching that so that's where i've been pretty much the last six weeks on thursdays and i will be back there for the season finale uh, this week which is one of the reasons why i'm recording right now on sunday afternoon so um now that we've got all of that information whether you're interested or not out of the way um I shipped into a different gear and do a real quick uh, movie and television review. And I got a few today because I've been out a while and I've actually watched a couple of things. And there's a few things that are actually worth watching, believe it or not. One of them is a show available streaming on Amazon called Invincible. Now, probably a lot of people that listen to this show, you're like probably shaking your head already. You've already seen it, and I don't doubt it because at least among my group of friends, it's been a really popular show. So uh, what Invincible is, it's a television show streaming on Amazon that is a very, very R-rated cartoon. So uh, kind of watching the first episode thinking, well, maybe I could watch this with my kids, and then uh, there's some things that happen, and I clearly could not do that. Um, Invincible is created by Robert Kirkman. If you don't know that name, uh, you know his most famous show, Walking Dead. So he wrote that comic that uh, Walking Dead was based off and had like a hand in kind of rewriting the episodes for the television show. Uh, It wasn't the showrunner, but he did a lot of work on it, um, helping them out. So he's an amazing writer. Uh, I don't care whether it's comic books, graphic novels, novels, you know, nonfiction, whatever. He is a great writer. And uh, having now seen a couple episodes of Invincible really makes me want to go. He had another show that was on Cinemax that I've never seen called Outcast that I'm definitely going to revisit when I have a little bit of downtime. Now, it's kind of an interesting show because the animation style is very old school looking. So if you just were flipping through the channels and you randomly saw it, you'd say, oh, this looks like uh, G.I. Joe or Transformers or x-men from the 90s is that kind of animation style which really makes it kind of weird um watching it because i'm kind of expecting uh, people to behave in a certain way and then you hear them shout out a four-letter word or do something that you would never see on an afternoon uh, cartoon so I-, I thought that was a really interesting choice for the animation style and i actually really really like it because uh, i did like watching those cartoons you know after school a long time ago so i really appreciate that it doesn't look anything like modern animation. Like I said, it basically looks like the G.I. Joe animation. That is, uh, was an interesting creative choice, um, trying to do that, that animation style. And like I said, you're expecting, you know, the more you know, uh, or knowing is half the battle. There's the G.I. Joe uh, tagline. It is nothing like that. Uh, it's much more in common with Watchmen. If you watched uh, more like the original movie than the uh, HBO show. Um, so it's kind of deconstructing comic books and superheroes and what it means to be a superhero and there have been a a couple of recent shows like uh, The Boys for example um, which is also on Amazon which is a live action superhero show which kind of does some of the same things that they do with uh, Invincible Um, but all that to say in a very long-winded way it's really cool if you like Watchmen especially if you like adult um, animation like um, things on Adult Swim then you're probably gonna like this show 
the the writing is really amazing. And like I said, it's part parody, um, part like comic book, which is a really interesting um, way to do it. Uh, the closest thing I can think of in recent um, history is the Tick cartoon that came on for a couple of years. Kind of did the same thing. It was kind of a parody, but at the same time, a real superhero cartoon. The major difference, though, between the Tick and Invincible is that the Invincible is very much for adults and not for children at all. And it has a lot of violence and a lot of cursing. But it also, like most of the things that I review here that I like, whether it's movies or television, has a great soundtrack. A lot of really, really cool songs on that. Uh, a lot of stuff from Run the Jewels. Also, this was in the first episode, a great song from Cage the Elephant, Broken Boy, and you'll hear this on the Invincible soundtrack if you watch it, or if you already watch it, you know that it's on there. So I'll be back in a little bit.
Sloth Bim, Foreigner, wrapping up the first half of my friend's place here on WGOT LP Gainesville. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're listening live on the radio, to a replay on the radio, or maybe the podcast, which you can find by searching for Cramela Mix Show, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Um, that'll take you to uh, Cramela Mix Show, but it'll also get you to past episodes of my friend's place. So um, either way, uh, you're a winner. 
So I hope that makes you feel better regardless. Um, here's what you just heard on My Friend's Place, though, uh, from the Invincible soundtrack, which I reviewed uh, heading out of the break. Uh, if you like the Spawn HBO cartoon, then uh, Invincible's probably for you. And from that soundtrack, you heard Cage the Elephant with Broken Boy. After that, new music, a lot of new music from a lot of new bands. Uh, you had the Joy Formidable with Back to Nothing. Then former Gainesville band UVTV, who are now located in New York, New song, always something, and gotta say, I think the move to New York really agreed with them because their sound has gotten even better than they were here in Gainesville, so uh, props to them. Uh, then new one from Nine Inch Nails, and health uh, isn't everyone. After that, you had War Paint, Lilies, and then you heard Lovelorn Reason, and that catches you up to everything you've heard on my friend's place this week thus far. So, um... As always, want to make sure uh, that you check out WGOT and opportunities that you can become a volunteer or ways you can contribute financially. And there are two main sources. Probably the best one is uh, by going to WGOT.org where you can also stream the station. If you have like a show idea, um, you have a question, you want to become a volunteer, that's an easy way to reach out and get in contact with us. Um, but also... WGOT has a Facebook page, and we can uh, you can uh, DM us, and we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. So, like I said, if you're interested in volunteering, you have a show idea, you want to help with scheduling, you want to help with fundraising, you want to contribute money, all those would be acceptable reasons to uh, direct message uh, the WGOT page. Just uh, don't send us a DPIC. So that would be an unacceptable reason to contact us uh, via DM. So uh, regardless, we appreciate all of your help, all of you listening. And um, let's do another movie review. Well, actually, the first one was a TV review. So let's actually do a movie review. Um, so I watched a new movie that I really, really, really like. And I hope that a lot of people get a chance to check it out. It's called North Hollywood. And North Hollywood is basically... A coming-of-age story, which I know we've got a lot of those in movies, but um, this one's really interesting because it's about a pro skater um, who wants to basically become a pro skater. So he's in high school at the time, uh, trying to decide between college or um, pursuing his dream of uh, becoming a professional skateboarder, and it is a pretty amazing film. It's made by the same guy. I'll look up his name. Oh, don't have his name. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Back, back, back. And made by the same person who did mid-90s. And his name... Oh, I lost it again. Oh, there it is. Uh, Mickey Alfred. And I kind of feel like I liked mid-90s. If you haven't seen that, it's another uh, movie about skateboarding. I liked it. I didn't love it. I think this is kind of the movie that he maybe wanted to make when he started out with mid-90s. But um, it stars a newcomer. Go figure. And actually, a pro skater, which really kind of helps when you're shooting scenes with people skating. Uh, Ryder McLaughlin, who's been in a couple of other things. Um, ballers being one of them. Um, but nothing like acting in a big movie like North Hollywood. But big movie aside, it's interesting because... This movie pre premiered like a year or two at on the um, indie features like circuit where Sundance and uh, Toronto Film Festival, and no one really was into it. So they decided basically since no uh, company is going to pick it up, um, surprisingly, A24 didn't hop on it because they had um, mid-90s by the same director a year or two before. Um, they decided just to put it out on their own. So with that said, it means that it's not exactly 
easy to find on like a regular streaming service like Hulu or Netflix or Amazon. Um, it is available on video demand through uh, um, Apple would be one source you could see that. But it's a really great movie and it's worth looking for because like I said, it tells a story of a teenager who um, kind of has ambitions to be a pro skater. And it, I think it's told really like authentically uh, through what it would be like to live through that situation. Now, I was never a skateboarder. Well, I'm, I was. I was terrible. Um, I spent most of my youth surfing, though, because when you fall in water, you don't get cuts and uh, bruises and sprains. So I was much more into surfing. But I feel like this is kind of uh, like a little bit similar to a story of like someone trying to become a professional surfer and that like i said i think it's told really authentically and i'm kind of really surprised that no big studios picked up on it which actually makes me like it even better but um yeah that's north hollywood definitely check it out um it had a really interesting theme that went through it is this like 50s theme which i don't normally associate with skate culture you know when i think skate culture i'm thinking hip-hop or punk rock, I'm not thinking like 50s music, but they really managed to incorporate uh, 50s music and kind of a 50s aesthetic um, to the clothes and the wardrobe and things that they had in the movie. So it was a really interesting creative choice. I'll have to kind of look up and find out more information about why they went that way. Because like I said, it's not something I would normally um, associate with skater culture, but um big recommendations for this one if you're looking for a comedy slash drama then north hollywood is one of the few times you're ever going to hear me say it's worth the price to do vod and not just wait for it to come on like i said hulu or netflix so um big recommendation for that also big recommendation earlier for invincible so if you're looking for a couple things to watch you got two things you can put on your list but from the north hollywood soundtrack lots of 50 music also some punk and hip-hop, but I'm going to go with the 50s because that was kind of a, an overriding theme of that movie. Here is the Chiffons with Lucky Me.
shots Not even holy water can clean your dirty money No holy water
Am I looking to find my 
go. That's Holiday Ghost. Total crisis here on my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville. Here is what you just heard in the last half hour of music uh, from the North Hollywood soundtrack, which I highly recommend, the new skateboarding movie. It's a sh- classic one, The Chiffons with Lucky Me. Then you heard, uh, kind of kept that 50s theme going for a couple of songs. You had a new one, actually, from, uh, I believe it's pronounced Bunny, but it's written B-N-N-Y. That was Time Walk. Uh, then another kind of 50 theme song from uh, Lord Huron who you've heard many, many times on My Friend's Place. Uh, that song titles I Lied, featuring Allison Pontier. Uh, then, another blast from the past. If you kind of said, oh, this voice sounds familiar, well, probably should. You heard Bobby Gillespie and Jenny Beth with Chase It Down. Uh, Bobby Gillespie, more well-known for being the lead singer of Primal Scream. So, a uh, very Primal Screamy song there. So, I hope you enjoyed that one. Then a little bit of reggae, Jesse Royal and Stone Boy with Dirty Money. Kept the Dirty Money theme going. Different genre, though. You had Ida Mariah with Dirty Money. Then it was Caveman with Like Me. And that gets you caught up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. So, as always, thank you for tuning in. Whether you're listening to the podcast versus, uh, via versus via Cramela Mix Show, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. You can listen to past episodes of this episode, which not past yet, but will be pretty soon. Listen to uh, old episodes. Yeah, there you go. Old episodes of My Friend's Place and Cramela Mix Show, uh, just simply by typing in Cramela. Also, while you're online, head over to Patreon. Uh, please consider subscribing to the WGOT page over at Patreon for $1 a month. Um, you can become a uh, supporter of the channel, unlock some free content, and just more importantly than anything, know that your dollar each month is going to be spent wisely. We're not going to uh, spend it on a, a Mama Say video games or a... We're not going to spend it on a coffee. Of course, you couldn't buy a coffee for $1 anymore. We're not going to go to Dollar Tree and buy a cheap um, Christmas ornament. Of course, that would be more than a dollar with sales tax. So those dollars actually add up, and they really help us uh, meet our monthly bills and uh, get us through some tough times, which has kind of been this year. So normally at this time, do a little bit of news. As I mentioned earlier, it's kind of a weird show. I've been out of the studio for the past couple of weeks attending my uh, young daughter's soccer's game, and she got a goal last week, so shout out to uh, her. And uh, super excited about that. Got one more game next week, so should be back uh, beginning of June, I would think. So I'm looking forward to that. Came in on a Sunday because, you know what, I just had a lot of music I wanted to play for you. I was counting up all the songs we played this week. I think we're already at 22 with still 30 minutes to go. So hope you've enjoyed all of that. Um, but news-wise, uh, kind of deciding at the future of the new segment here, as uh, I've really feel like we kind of moved on from having to do a lot of uh, COVID and Donald Trump and political news and try to get it back to some more fun things. So have a couple of fun news stories and then one more review. Uh, first up, shout out. Yeah, shout out to the Gators men's tennis team picking up the national championship yesterday. So, huge news. Um, been to quite a few matches over at the, the tennis stadium, which was right next to oh, one of my old schools that I once attended. Um, but anyway, shout out to the men's team. Super happy for them. The women's teams won quite a few. I think this is the first one that the men's team uh, has uh, been able to do. Also, shout out to little Nas X. You had a uh, blowout last night on Saturday Night Live. If you haven't seen it, Google it so that you know what all the memes mean that you're going to be seeing in the next uh, 48 hours. In fact, maybe uh, it'll be a great 
radio segment to break down the hot memes of the week. Um, probably not. But uh, anyway, Little Nas X had a uh, quote-unquote wardrobe malfunction where not the Little Nas X, the Big Nas X actually kind of popped out. So definitely check that out. You're going to see that all over the internet for the next week for certain. And um, as far as reviews go, I'll talk a little bit about the word guilty pleasures. So, um, I really agree with my bud, Chris Crespo, who hosts the Crespedizo um, podcast. And I really like his philosophy as there's no such thing as guilty pleasures. You either like it or you don't like it. You shouldn't be like embarrassed to say something you like. And I really tried to brainstorm some things this morning that would be quote unquote guilty pleasures for me. And I really don't have many. Um, in my uh, younger days, maybe like uh, being a big fan of the Bee Gees and Neil Diamond, kind of. Um, being a comic book collector into my teens, that was kind of a guilty pleasure. But both of those things now are kind of cool in today's world. So uh, I was a pioneer, I suppose. Um, the closest thing I could think of is my love of McDonald's. Because uh, I do love a Big Mac and a quarter pounder with cheese and especially with french fries a little sriracha ketchup on that so that might possibly be my greatest uh, guilty pleasure and kind of chick-fil-a too because i hate their politics but the uh, love of a spicy chicken sandwich and waffle fries often overpowers uh, my uh, political leanings so uh still a little bit disappointed they got rid of the coleslaw as oh that would be a guilty pleasure i'm a big lover of coleslaw how many people do you know ever admitted to that? But um, anyway, so kind of keeping up on my movie and TV reviews and incorporating guilty pleasures, I'm going to talk a little about reality TV. Now, I am not the biggest reality TV fan of all time at all. In fact, um, probably if you name the 10 most popular reality shows, whether it's The Bachelor or all the singing shows or uh, RuPaul's Drag Race or any of those, I've never actually seen any of them. But there is, there are a couple of uh, shows that kind of get to my heart that I really, really love. And one of them, sadly, or not sadly, because you know what, there should be no guilty pleasures that you like something or you don't. I'm going to talk and do a review of The Hills. Yes, Bad Hills. Did you know they have a new show? Probably not. <laughs> not if you're my age anyway, because uh, you probably have better things to do with your time. But uh, The Hills, they have a new season out on uh, MTV, another channel you probably don't have. But um, through our YouTube television, we actually get MTV for um, part of our regular, um, not even cable anymore, just streaming package. But anyway, so... Um, if you're not familiar with the original Hills, then you should be because it's the greatest reality show of all time. Um, but basically, they are in season two. So you may not have even known there's a new Hills show. You're probably even more surprised that we're in the second season of it. But uh, So in, in season number two, um, we get to catch up with uh, the entire gang of Hills regulars after a year of COVID-19. And they're doing some really deep reflections on how COVID-19 personally affected their lives. I mean, you got to understand, if your main source of income is a social influencer and you can't go out to the bars in Hollywood and, and do your Instagram thing, then you're going to suffer financially. And so they did suffer. Um, you know, it's really hard to earn an honest living when your income is based around appearing on reality shows, which 
basically were all shut down during the pandemic. So I don't know, we're probably all feeling quite bad for that gang. Um, but luckily, during the um, COVID uh, lockdown, they were able to scrape by and they did some real quality soul searching and self-reflecting um, while some of them were stranded. Now, by stranded, I mean they snuck off to a world-class beach resort down in Mexico, where apparently the uh, restrictions weren't quite as uh, bad as you would expect in California. So, while on a beach in Mexico, Brody, who's now the main character in season two, um, who is also the son of Bruce Jenner, who is now Caitlyn Jenner, he's uh, his her son rather, and who also. Uh, Coincidentally enough, married another woman, not Caitlyn, but Brody Jenner, married another woman named Caitlyn, who coincidentally shares the same name as his dad does now, with one starting with a K and one starting with a C. So Brody and his wife Caitlyn, uh, Caitlyn with a K, decide to divorce um, either right before the pandemic or during the pandemic um, after uh, Caitlyn with a K was uh, photographed with uh, Miley Cyrus, of all people, making out in Italy. So there you go. It's a tough life, I suppose. So uh, that kind of led Brody to decide to give up his party ways um, after the divorce and all that really serious, deep self-reflecting. So um, they kind of come up with an idea, or Brody does. Um, they're going to have a theme party. They're, they're bringing everyone back. They haven't been together in a year. And the idea is uh, let's leave the theme, or excuse me, let's leave the past um, behind us, which um, Brody got, got the idea from when he was down in Mexico. He met a shaman, and that was kind of the shaman's idea, that you take something from your past, you bury it deep in the ground, and you can move forward to the future. So um, not surprisingly, Brody decides to bury a bottle of alcohol uh, as he's given up drinking. And to his credit, um, you can tell he's given up drinking. He, he's in great shape. He's not puffy. He looks like he has a lot more energy. So got to give him like a shout out for that. So then the rest of the groups show up at uh, Brady's, uh, I guess it's a Malibu mansion, uh, and they decide they're going to add their items one by one. So you have, first up, you got free-spirited Justin Bobby, whose hair is immaculate. If I could trade hair with any one person on the planet, I want Justin Bobby's hair, and my hair is, like, okay, I suppose. I'd give it a, a five on a scale of ten, but I really want Justin Bobby's hair. Anyway, Justin Bobby decides he's going to give away one of his chains, like a chain you would wear, like an Italian man would wear around his neck with a cross attached to it, I suppose, um, simply because Justin Bobby discovered, um, doing some soul-searching, that he doesn't like being chained down to any one place. So then next up, you got Aldrina. And she gives away her black book, which is actually a white book, but it serves the purpose of a black book with the uh, addresses and telephone numbers of past uh, lovers and conquest, I suppose, because um, she gives it away because she's been burned way too many times by past lovers, including the aforementioned free-spirited Bo Justin Bobby, and also a name you may recognize from the past, uh, former pop star Ryan Cabrera. So those are two of her uh, past uh, relationships that um, she got back together with more than one time. Then next up you have Heidi, who gives away her birth control because she's um, ready to have another baby. And then the best part of the ceremony, 
is her husband, who we'll refer to as Crazy Ass Spencer. And, and yes, you can say ass on community radio. Um, but he decides to give away his chicken pot pies. I'm not making this up. But anyway, apparently um, he gives away his chicken pot pies. He wants to bury them in the past. Because, and you can tell this from watching uh, The Hills beginning season two, uh, Crazy Ass Spencer put on about 45 pounds during the pandemic. And uh, his biggest regret, and he's really despondent about the fact that he can no longer fit in his expensive designer clothes. So that's the ceremony. Um, oh, before he throws the chicken pot pie into the box that they're burying underneath the ground, uh, Spencer makes sure to take a few bites out of it on his way down. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, not much happens for the rest of the way on that episode. Um, Aldrina, uh, she goes out on another date with Sean Stewart, who is the really goofy, goofy son of Rod Stewart. Um, nice guy and everything, but incredibly, I don't know, I don't know really to describe him. Uh, Brody and Caitlin with a K meet up and they discuss their failed marriage. And the fact that there was a revelation during the marriage that Caitlin with a K is a lesbian and likes to be with women. Um, maybe the best part of kind of the bridge of the episode is Heidi returns home with about 20 Kroger home pregnancy tests, which led to a couple of major revelations for myself. First, I had no idea Kroger makes home pregnancy tests. So if you're not familiar with the Kroger uh, um, supermarket chain, I, I was when I grew up in North Carolina. We went to a Kroger, but I uh, don't really have them in Florida. I guess Publix would kind of be, you know, the closest thing I can think of. So that was a big uh, revelation that Kroger makes home pregnancy tests. Then I was really surprised to find out that there are actually Kroger supermarkets in Hollywood. So that said, we come to one of the best show endings of all time super traumatic even by like the hill standards so Heidi comes out of her bedroom or bathroom rather and honestly she's looking quite attractive and she's got on some lingerie and she's you know ready you know to engage in uh, intercourse I suppose hoping that a uh, crazy ass Spencer and her can do some procreating because remember earlier in the episode she buried her old birth control pills but here's the greatest part ever. Uh, much to her dismay, Heidi discovers that uh, Crazy Ass Spencer, he never really kicked his deadly pot pie, chicken pot pie addiction uh, he, earlier in the episode after he buried that chicken pot pie. And um, it was you know, like during uh, Brody's shamanic theme get together, when he put the chicken pot pie in the box, it didn't work for him. Um, because she discovers uh, Spencer indulging in another pot pie laying in bed. Uh, nothing like a chicken pot pie laying down as he's scrolling through his phone. And he's totally in, uninterested in uh, being with Heidi, for lack of a better description. So it's really sad. You know, we find out that uh, crazy-ass Spencer is totally lost in the brutal grips of his chicken pot pie addiction. And it's sad because his love for chicken pot pie apparently is stronger than his love for Heidi. And this incredible, emotional, Hills heartbreaking scene ends with uh, Heidi sobbing as a crazy ass Spencer <laughs> finishes off the last bites of his chicken pot pie, <laughs> apparently unaffected. So 
there's your guilty pleasures or not guilty pleasures um catch up of the week and your hills catch up of the week and i uh, hope you really enjoyed it because wow it was something um truly truly amazing so from the theme song you've got a great theme song and every time i hear it it makes me think of that show so here's natasha pettingfield with unwritten
should hike in Through the frozen window I see a dark shape on the street Are you the vampire? I feel a dark heart on the street in the stone and it's going to wrap up this week's uh, my friend's place here on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM right up against the top of the hour so if you're listening on Sunday stay tuned for departure Friday or Thursday stay tuned for strip and if you're on uh, Fridays Red Pony Music Hour. Here's what you heard before I head out of here. Uh, leading things off from the Hill soundtrack, you had Natasha Benning filled with Unwritten. The new songs from uh, The Pleasure Dome, Pretty Picture, and Provoker, Spell Strike. And that catches you up to everything you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. Thank you so much for tuning in. Find me online at Cramla, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Um, I will be back. 
I don't know when because you cannot get rid of me. So anyway, bye.